hear each other? We hear each yeah, other? Yeah, I hear perfect. I can hear you. Sounds very good. You hear you, Gaetano? Yeah, I, I hear you. Loud and clear, right? Loud and clear, yeah, yeah. Loud and clear. From downtown, right? From downtown. How's my hair? Always good. That's good. Always good. Because with this thing now that it's... No. You mean your wig? Yours is at Albus Plesley. What does that mean? It's puffed. Albus says you have the chufa. Mike, you still need to lose hair. Mike, yeah, you still need to lose hair. Yeah, no. I have to. Why? I see it. I can see the light. Uh, white spots. It's, it's, uh, white spots. That's growing. What is it? A lot of stress for Milo. A lot of stress for Milo. You wish you had all his hair. He's already trying to copy you with the shirt. Mike, he's jealous of your hair. I give you honor. We did. Oh, crap. This is bad. Why is it bad? All right, so... Why do we have to start with this uh, petty crap? We have to start with suck. Who said we started? You oh. got, you started talking, and from there we went. All right. So, hey, why don't you do the introduction one time? Welcome <laughs> to the best show on earth <laughs> with the best. Um, should we say here, uh, Marco? Just fresh from Italy, he just came back from Italy, which they had a great, great show sponsored by CBS and Paramount. It was one of the best show I ever seen. All right, we interrupt this podcast because we have a word from our premium sponsors of IFTV. The reason why we can do this for such a long time, they're sponsoring for the entire year, the entire season, Paramount Plus is your home to watch Serie A in the United States. You get Champions League, Europa League, Everything. Conference League. Copa Italia. What what makes me very happy, Mike, and we mentioned this before, we have pre-match, halftime, and post-match coverage that is constantly on. Uh, We've got me, we've got Mike Grella, Bonetti, Dre Cordero, Papi, sometimes even Bobo Vieri, who was on live from the San Siro. We even had somebody from Venice who was on a boat traveling, showing us and documenting the beauty of Italy. Because if there's one thing I know, is that Italy is the most beautiful country in the world. It seems like Paramount Plus agrees because they want to show that. They want to broadcast that. Guys, the link in the top of our description Check it out, guys. is ParamountPlus.com slash IFTV. I think you still get a free month if you go right now. Don't even wait till tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe. I think my dad told me that dude, if you subscribe for 12 months, it's you under get it even five, cheaper. Yeah, under $5. Dude, this is the, probably the best investment I made for cultural because there's just so many competitions that you can get. Uh, getting Paramount quenches my thirst of uh, cultural. How are you not going to watch the European games? You're not gonna, uh, how are you not going to watch Serie A? How are you not going to watch the Supercopa, the, the incredible Supercopa uh, Italiana? The Coppa Italia that was just been going on the past few days. I have two accounts. But Marco, it's not just, even if you like culture, but you also like shows, you like movies. They have amazing movies, new movies, new shows. They have a lot of stuff going on. And of course, 2022 is going to be an even bigger year for Paramount. They're doing a lot more stuff and they're just so ingrained, I, th- I think, in this culture. And it's only going to get better from here. The one theme that we have during this entire podcast, as we were mentioning before, is that don't judge where we are right now, right? We said the coaches, like, you know, they need time. Slowly but surely, things with with Paramount, the coverage is going to get bigger. It's going to get better. Better, 2022, the ideas and the the things that they want to do going to Serie A and and building around the coverage is even bigger and better. So look at the roots. They're healthy. They're they're thriving and and I think and that growing. we're going to we're going to get to a really awesome place, but it's all thanks to Paramount Plus. Uh, we appreciate them for sponsoring IFTV. Guys, if you enjoy our show, it's all thanks to them. It's thanks to them that we're able to put this on. So help support them. Link in the top of our description. Go get it. And back to the podcast. Yeah. Plus. And Paramount <laughs> Plus. Yeah. Plus. Plus. 
with uh, Bobo Vieri, Matteo, Grell and Papi. You, know, you guys did a fantastic job. Incredible. I watched from start to end. I mean, everybody was great. And uh, you also had some creativity, some things that just you could see that they were spontaneous. And um, then you were all over Milano and the Duomo, La Madonnina. And I didn't know that La Madonnina is the highest mm -hmm. point so that the city center. she protects. Uh, mm -hmm. and that, that was very interesting. So um, very good. Congratulations. And now uh, I'm back here with you are, guys in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> we, are, point we, are happy, we are happy to have this you back the, here yeah. with the, as he calls them, what do you call it here? The, uh, the gold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the thing that, the most surprising thing, the thing I couldn't believe is I'm in San Siro and all of a sudden I'm hearing on the side of my, you know, I hear IFTV. I see IFTV, IFTV. I thought for sure I was hearing something. And then I hear, where is Antonio? Where is Antonio? Oh my God, next time I'm going to have to be there. So you stay here. No, no, no. No, you, you go, stay I'm here. I'm going to go over here. But overall, Antonio. yeah, but the, the thing is that you didn't understand was that it was not where is Antonio from <laughs> IFTV. Antonio. It was Antonio Cassano they were looking for. Oh. Not him. <laughs> He's just a phony, right? Yeah, he's not looking for him. Antonio, how did that make you feel? Uh, oh, I, I, I love it. I, I lost sleep over there. Now, I listen. Peter listen. lost sleep. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I had the best day of my life. I mean, hear that. on my week. Let's put it this way. <laughs> on my week. I, I had the best day of my week. Just watching Peter's expression. Because Peter was already was already, you know, uh, celebrating. And then uh, watching his face after the 2-1. That was the best, best you can just hope for it. So, uh, you know, I did enjoy watching your guys' video. I was watching it uh, when I was there. Um, it was hilarious. It was honestly hilarious to see uh, to see you when you switch seats, and then all of a sudden, uh, Milan scored two goals. Uh, the 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 atmosphere, I would say, uh, in San uh, Before before I say that, um, also speaking about you, that that somebody was there. I met seven people in Italy that stopped me for IFTV. Mm -hmm. Three kids, three Italian kids said that they watched the, the podcast to help learn English. They said it's so boring to learn English doing something else. Great. So they listened to this because at least it's with cultural. So I thought that was very cool. Uh, even on the plane and the airport, it's very cool. So so congratulations to you guys as well. Um, it was very, I, I, very I'm not awesome sure if they're say. learning English the proper way because I was called an ESL many times. <laughs> ESL means English as a second language. Yeah. But hey, this is not my primary language. I'm still learning. And you speak uh, it great, I, I think, Anton. What? You speak it great, I think. Oh, I, yeah. I appreciate it. First time that, that you get a comment. That's a compliment. A compliment. Yeah, it's, it's nice every once thanks, in a while. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah. but, but anyway, the, the, the atmosphere at uh, the Derby when, when Milan won, um, I, you would never believe that that was half capacity in the San Siro, and I could never imagine, I can't even fathom, if there was double the amount of people at that match because I couldn't hear myself think. When when the Milan fans started uh, cheering, there's a couple times that we were live. I lost my train of thought because they they screamed at like the exact time I was thinking about something, and my brain went everywhere. They were so loud. Um, it was an unbelievable uh, experience overall. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But let's talk about the match first. First off, um, Milan won two to one <coughs> against Inter in a huge comeback. Tale of two halves because the first half it was really dominated by Inter. They went in with the first goal 1-0, uh, but then, you know, a couple of changes that I think really helped decide the match. Milan wanted the game a lot more, in my opinion, and Giroud, in his first ever derby, scores the two goals, and he became the hero. Antonio, how do you feel right now? Okay, look, I agree 100% with you. The first half was Inter, Inter to, uh, you know, try to capitalize, but unfortunately, they did not. The best player were uh, 
you know, uh, your left wing over there that he tried a couple of times. He Perisic. got lucky with one uh, with one beautiful shot. I mean, uh, I, 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 it's more of a defensive mistake than. Yeah. than uh, but anyway, he scored. He, he did. He gave a lot of trouble to Calabria. But the best player of the second half, he was not on the field. He was on the bench, and he was the coach of Inter. He was Inzaghi. He's the one that that won the game for us because uh, <laughs> he did what we were waiting for him to do in other words taking Lautaro out he took Perisic out he took nothing but the best player that they were performing at the highest level on the field and he gave us the game I mean we at the very most we should have at least tied the game deserved the tie winning was a, at least it was a, a gift from Inzaghi that we appreciate it <laughs> so you know I'm not sure if we can return the favor but I don't think it's gonna happen but you're I, such a troll if anything if anything just if you can get in touch with Inzaghi especially you that you are in uh, you know in this kind of a high high level broadcasting you can say thank you uh, very much from IFTV and from Antonio you appreciate the I thought you were gonna say Brahim Diaz wasn't well, on the field but, but I, the main thing I mean the main thing is that Giroud is deserves his, his compliment and my Mignan, of course, on the first half, mm. it was spectacular. So, uh, But then when when you review again the chances, Mignan, he just shielded the ball. His positioning, mm. for me, it's perfect. Mm. It's the difference was the goalkeeping, no though. Yeah. Think about what sure. Handanovic didn't save, and then think about what Mignan did save. Big difference. But if Mignan didn't even make those saves, if you know, if you guys, first of all, Donnarumma is out of the, I think all the Milan fans forgot about Donnarumma just because Mignan was so good. There was a, the huge deflection too, where he was going his one way and he managed to pop his hand out and save it. He had a huge, huge game. He couldn't do anything on the Perisic goal, obviously, because it was a defensive error. But in that first half, I really thought, oh, Inter, it's all Inter. Inter's, it's only a matter of time till they get the second goal, maybe even third goal. And second half, I was so surprised. It was, it was one of those things. I saw Peter. I was like, man, we didn't capitalize on our chances mm. enough. It looked like one of those things. It was you like see? only now one goal. Now he came to guy. In our chance. In our chance. He's an Inter son of a guy. No, no. disclosing himself. Look at this guy. I was saying it for he's Peter. What Peter was thinking. Like I, our chance. I was saying for what Peter was thinking. This is about our 100th. Oh, or so <laughs> Speak into the mic. Yeah, oh, no one hears you. But yeah, I was I was saying what Peter was probably thinking with the chances. How they had so many chances in the first half, and if you can't close the game there, you know it can come around and bite you. And that's exactly what Milan did. Yeah, Handanovic probably could have done better on the the Giroud goal for the for the winner. <clears throat> but regardless, you got to give Milan uh, a lot of credit, especially Kessier. He wasn't really fitting that position in that trequartista role. So Brahim Diaz, who I gave so much flack too after his injury because he was never the same player but he proved me wrong he played very good he put a lot of pressure uh on inter's defense and inter didn't help themselves like you said the player of the match for milan was inzaghi because the, the midfielders that they took out he shot himself in the foot which was very very strange for him Mikey, let's keep on I, let's keep on the topic of didn't milan i call first. this before the end of the, the first half 10 minutes i said yeah. i want to see brian diaz immediately coming in before the game starts, not that big of a I said Messias, <laughs> listen prediction. to this, and I called. I called. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like. I didn't like Kessie. I didn't like Kessie. He didn't play good. There. He was. He was out of position. He was trying totally how. He just totally finished out. too with Ivory Coast too. So it was Drulic does a better job in trying to take out some of the best players, the mm -hmm. creator of the maneuver of the opposite team. He couldn't take care of uh, of uh, uh, Brozovic. Brozovic was all over the place, so he didn't do anything. Mm. So. So for, for let's let's continue on Milan and then we'll transition. Um, I, I do I agree. Brahim Diaz really helped change the game because he was there was finally somebody who could 
take on his man. Uh, the only other thing I echo exactly what you guys said was Kalulu did a really nice match as well. He was probably one of the biggest question marks for many people around here. Um, even before the match, it was something that we were saying. They were without their two center backs, their two main center backs, Kier and Tomori. And I have to say that they stepped up. He had Lautaro on lock. Uh, Inter's attackers really didn't create that many chances. Um, yes, even in the first half, even if they did, I, I didn't think their attackers uh, did that much to find those spaces. Um, so really credit to Kalula as well because he's not talked about. Anything about Milan? So I thought that Milan, uh, when I saw them uh, on the field and they took the field, I thought they were doing a good job with uh, Theo uh, on Dumfries, mm. even though Dumfries had a couple of chances and he made a couple of crosses. Then Tonali and Barella. He put Tonali and Barella, uh, Theo on Dumfries. He put Kessie on Brozovic because he didn't want Brozovic to touch the he, ball. He wasn't marking was him as much as man, I thought. Man though. to man. I watched the first mm. half. It was man to man. Whenever uh, Brozovic went, that's where Kessie was. Mm. And and then uh, and then you had on the other side, you had Calabria against Perisic, even though I thought Perisic was doing very good. Perisic had a lot of crosses in the first half. I think that what Pioli was trying to do is uh, man to man, pick up and don't let them play. Mm. Hey, it's one nothing. I stayed in the game. It's the first half. We're still in this game. In the second half, I'm losing the only moves that he has. He's got Brahim and he's got Messiah. There's no, no other move that you can make. And those two moves, <clears throat> they paid off. Because Brahim pushed, pushed up and he went behind Brozovic. And he found some space in between Brozovic and the defense. And he, he, he tried today. I took a shot. I, mm -hmm. And then Giroud scored the goal. So I, I thought the way that um, a, a AC Milan played, he made all the right moves. He took a chance. I think Inter, of course, was the better team. And I still think it's the better team. And everybody was picking Inter. By the way, the only one that picked AC Milan is... Is Marco? What about and, me? And he also <laughs> had. <laughs> and he, well, I wasn't here because I, I oh, was not on the show. Oh, I don't wow. know. Where were you? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I was. Uh, I was not invited for the You're show. No, so. I, so Mike, is that true that you didn't invite <laughs> There's a lot of shots fired well, right now. told oh, me if you need oh, someone. Uh, all right. Uh, get, oh, so you call on me. I was like, okay. Yeah, so anyway, the only one, the only one that had the right score. Was Marco? You can Marco tell he's my father. He's really giving okay. me a lot of credit. And you guys related? And and also, <laughs> and, and also, we're talking about Bobo. You know, we're talking about big, big shots that everybody was going for Inter. And I think that Inter at, mm. it still has the best team. But Pioli did a great job by pairing up everybody. I think the only one that was having a lot of uh, hard time was Calabria, mm -hmm. which Perisic was doing a, a very good job. And in the, in the second half, he, he made the move. He was losing, so he yeah. had nothing to lose. He made the move that he had to make, and it worked out. And so Milan did a, a great job. Also, they had some help from um, from the Inter. <clears throat> I wanna, I'm dying to hear Peter's thoughts. Uh, real quick though, I would say the only reason why I chose Milan to win is because I just knew that Milan had more to lose. If Milan lost, the Scudetto was over for them. That hope was over. So it's kind of like when you, in my opinion, it's like when you when you put a, a dog into a corner, right? They're going to come back and, and bite and attack you. So that's why I felt like Milan had to win this match. And that was my rationale 
for even though I think Inter is a better team, I think that that's why I had Milan winning the match yeah. was just because of that. But Peter, please, let's yeah. hear your no, thoughts. No, please, we all want to hear your thoughts. He's, a, he's lying to you. He's lying. I'll tell you the reasons why. Then you go. Wait, he's a little liar. <laughs> that guy, he wants Juventus to win the Campionato because he still hasn't given up. So it's not really doesn't care about whether we, you know, we okay. we still fight. I want an exciting. He's, self, he's selfishly yeah. looking at <laughs> over at <Peter>. himself. <laughs> Say the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I could care less if he cares about me. Like, oh, okay. about yeah, me. neither do I. <laughs> to be honest with you, tell the truth. <laughs> Pete. No, I mean, listen. Definitely, we give credit to Milan, the in the way that they won the game, being, uh, let's say, not the favorite to win. Uh, the fact that they were already down one nothing, uh, it took a lot of courage and and the ability to get back into the game and then eventually win the game. Um, I agree. Uh, Milan had a lot to lose in this game. Uh, if they potentially lost, not only is the pressure of not getting into the Scudetto, but also the people behind with Juventus yeah. getting, you know, Vlahovic and Zakaria uh, changes the team dramatically, as we see uh, both players score. Uh, and uh, don't exaggerate. Okay, but listen, um, I think Pioli made, yes, he made the right subs, but like we all said, it was really the only subs to to really put on. Who else is he, does he have? To, to change a game on the attacking uh, front. Uh, I think beginning, just for talking about Milan, Kessier, he, I think he used him as what he what he did with Krunic in the first derby. And Krunic, I think, was much better in stopping Brozovic. Kessier, at times, he was there, but he really struggled being able to... He was not following up. Brozovic yeah, that much. I was I watched Brozovic's entire match. Yeah. First half, he was not man-marking him. I don't, think, I don't think it wasn't the game plan. I think the game plan was him there to stop Brozovic. I think he was just not doing the right job. Mm. Tactically, maybe not disciplined. And it showed Brozovic was free to do what he wanted. And I think until Kessier got subbed out, Brahim Diaz, now all of a sudden, the cards turn because... Diaz is a guy that wants the ball, that receives the ball, that will take a man on, and it creates more problems for Inter in that sense. So sometimes, you know, your best attack is your best defense, right? Um, then let's talk about Inter. I think for 65 minutes, 70 minutes, Inter were the better team. Um, you know, the way that we've been able to to play this whole season uh, on the attack-minded uh, foot, on, on the... Uh, possession-based football, uh, great wing play. I mean, Perisic and Dumfries gave a lot of trouble to Calabria and Teo Hernandez. I think Teo did better because physically he was able to uh, withstand Dumfries, but Perisic literally did what he wanted with Calabria. Um, and then obviously the Milan, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Inter midfield. You know this quality in Brozovic, Chanoglu, and Barella. Um, I think all subbed, by the way. That's what I was about to get to. So. Obviously, you miss your chances. I mean, Dumfries has the ball right in front of the goalie. You have to put slot that into the corner. Uh, Chanaloglu has Mike Magnon beat. You know, it's, uh, listen, it, it, these are things that happen during a game. I can't say, hey, you should have shot it first. You should have uh, beat him on a dribble a little bit better. He didn't. But you, you know, potentially have the goalkeeper outside the box. You have the ball. Mm. You're a creative player, one of the better players on the Inter team. You got to score that that chance uh, and put this game to rest already to nothing you 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 know it's a downhill battle um, and I think Inzaghi if there's a you know a way to overmanage I think that's what he did mm -hmm. I think he overmanaged this game where he's already looking we have Roma on the Tuesday mm -hmm. we have the, the game versus Napoli because a lot of these subs 
are kind of premeditated. If you see, a lot of the subs are always the same guys. And obviously, in a 3-5-2, your wingbacks are spending a lot of energy. So those are the guys that usually get subbed. But, I mean, in a game that's one nothing, obviously, you got to be <clears throat> cognizant of the, the energy levels. But you're not up to nothing that you yeah. can take out your best players. You know, Perisic was having a ball. Unless, you know, there's been you know reports. I didn't, I didn't follow up with it. That maybe he felt something or they took him out for precaution. But Perisic was having a game and a half. You keep him on. Uh, Barella was playing well. You yeah, keep him on. Brozovic, you take out Brozovic. You don't have a substitute for Brozovic. I'm sorry. Uh, Barella stayed on. I'm sorry. But uh, Chanaloglu, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have... Uh, technical players, your 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 best bench player technically in the midfield, Sensi, he left, leaves and goes to Sampdoria. So you only and have scores. and you only have muscle. You only have a Vidal. You only have Gallardini. You only have a Vecino. So isn't we that weird though? We were just we've we've always been talking about Inter having such a great depth of bench. So are you saying they don't have that? No, they do have the depth. The depth, but the technical midfield players, you can't take out all th you know two of them. You can't mm. take out Chalongo and Brozovic. One of them has to be in. There. And Perisic. Mm -hmm. And Perisic. And, per yeah. and then also takes out Bastoni uh, for the mark. You know for moving the marker into a left. Mm. But he, well, Bastoni he, was somebody he, he, he started making those uh, those moves defensively because he was still winning one nothing. Yeah. When he took out, when he put the marker. I thought that he put him because he wanted to, hey, I'm winning one nothing now, I'm going to mm -hmm. park the bus. Mm -hmm. And he started making those moves. Now, the other thing about Insaki that I read is uh, when he gets to the 70th, 70th minute, he starts making the substitution, and whoever has got a yellow card has got to come out. Yeah. Mm. I think that, yeah, I have read that. I don't know if does that, I, I didn't pay attention for the past games. Consistent. But he has statistics yeah. where whoever's yeah. got the most yellow card, he's got, he also has been coming out the oh, most. I haven't paid the, any yes. real attention to that, yeah, but I believe it because yeah. it's always the same type yeah. of subs. And you know exactly what's going to happen. Listen, with, with Venezia, he ended up keeping Zeko into the, in the game and he scores in the last minute mm. and Inter win. But Zeko, if you're so worried about energy levels, how is Zeko, 35 years mm. old, playing every game, 90 minutes? And I think, you know, in this game, yes, he does a lot of the dirty work you said. He runs. I could live. not believe how yeah. much Jekyll is everywhere. He gets yeah. the ball into the midfield. Yeah. He'll play the ball back. Yeah. He does so much work off the ball. So he's got a lot of running. No, You're right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and But the thing is, like, okay, he does the running. He did a lot of dirty work. But he wasn't as effective in this mm. game. Right? So at that point, Lautaro is wearing the number 10 for this Inter team. This guy... Has to be able to get the ball and, and, and play the 90 minutes in this uh, in this derby. Even Chanaloglu, you know, he's got a lot of motivation in this game. He should not be getting out unless, you know, obviously you said the yellow card. So that could have played a factor in Zaghi's schemes yes. or whatever he did. But you cannot, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you cannot take these risks that the game is only one nothing. Yeah. You take your, Milan needed that one chance and they took it. 1-1. One, one, now what do you do? Changes the game. You're screwed. Then no, they you were don't scared. have the yeah. other midfielders to play. And you saw when you took out Brozovic, if you saw the last 15 minutes. It changed completely. I saw but the fear in was, Inter come out. They, it wasn't even the fear. I'm they saying, didn't know what to do in midfield. There was no creativity yeah. and no uh, ability to possess the ball. Everything was Go a long ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's I, figure it out. I, I, listen, this is, the, this, this is Insaki's. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's not a big-time coach, Insaki. <sighs> okay. I never liked him from when he was in Lazio. He's a good coach, but he's not a big-time coach. 
and he gets like like he gets the fear and that's why he started oh my god and he put the marco there and then he you know he put uh, the, the he took bastoni out yeah. you know and then he put to be more defensively yeah. i mean, i don't i don't understand this guy i do but the reason why and then okay he got very upset at the end he was kicking the bottles he was cursing at everything <laughs> because i've never <laughs> seen somebody how? more <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I, I, I understand. God, I mean, I I, I, I like the Rye. I felt bad for the Rye. That's why I wanted to see the goal. I I, I said, let me see the goal again. That Giroud. He got turned oh, inside out. Was, it was a but I I have to see it once again. But I think the Rye was birthday. was running. He was running past Giroud, and Giroud stopped the ball and turned around. It's not that he he was. Giro was in front of me and I'm no, the no, right no. and I'm like this. So when he got the ball, the right was already set in he both feet. Like I think the right was running. Yes. He was on the side already. Yes, he was yeah. running and then Giro was very, very smart very to smart. do that. So I'm gonna give a little bit uh to the right that he was not in balance. I gotta see it again, but I think if you see it again, it was not balanced. He was running to away from Giro. The one thing. But I want anyway, to you're in the middle of the defense. You gotta stop yeah, that. You I cannot let Evan do that, Pete. But the one, the one thing we've 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 praised Inzaghi, right? We've had this Inzaghi versus Conte battle, mm -hmm. right? This whole year, it's kind of been a theme that Inzaghi's team is more fluid. They're more free. They attack. They create more chances. Conte's team locks it up. But is this one of I'm, I'm asking you? Is this one of like the defects of Inzaghi? Is like, do you think with Conte this would have been a game that you know they grind it out, they lock it out, they're not going to give up two goals yeah. within the within four minutes? So, I think I, I had this discussion with uh, with Vinny, as another Inter fan, we know him. Vinny uh, who? Friend of the Vinny Russo, <laughs> friend of the podcast. You can't just say Vinny. You got to say Vinny oh, Russo. Listen, I don't want to give last names. So. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Vinny Russo, we got you already. But, Mike, you can cut the last names. <laughs> I'll cut out whole Antonio's part out. That's good. That's fine. But we were having this discussion, and I think I have to give a little credit to Inzaghi. I think the way that we've been playing, this is the best Inter I've seen in a long time. The way that we play, the way that we possess the ball, it's a free-flowing uh, style. I do criticize him on some of the subs because this is not the only time. I think in the past, Inter's... Uh, bravura, right? The, he does it, it all the time. Yeah, he, but the thing is, he's gotten away because Inter has quality players that they can decide mm -hmm. a match even without any tact, you know, tactics or any problem. So, um, we were talking. I was talking about this. I think one thing that this Inter team lacks that we had under Conte was the transition play and counter attack. If you notice, you know, with with Inter, uh, with Conte's Inter. When we would lock up, our counterattack was lethal. Obviously, you had two great interpreters, yeah, Lukaku. Hakimi and yeah. Lukaku. So if you notice, Zeko, uh, even in this Milan game, he tried to take on a man, but he's not quick enough. He's not strong enough to really dribble yeah. somebody and make something happen. He tried a few times. Yeah, he tried. And he, <laughs> and and he, he, he and didn't and succeed. He failed miserably. Yeah. So, and even failed La miserably. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and, and even, he, he lost and even Lautaro. Lautaro's not that type of player that he's going to... He, he's quick, but he's not going to take on two, three guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lukaku was that steam engine where he got the ball, and we saw it even right. versus Milan. 40 remember yards. That time? I don't. Yeah, you should remember. <laughs> you know, and he raced past players and put the so ball... So, is that the players or so, is that the coach? No, no. So, what I'm getting at is with Conte and his style... 
I think this game is won. But I, I also don't think that it was uh, Inzaghi's style that led to okay. this demise. Okay. I think can, you, can I quickly reply? I finally heard you, all of you guys say, but you guys are missing the biggest point. Mm. To me, Inzaghi is by far much better than Conte, and I'll tell you the reasons why. Inzaghi has created a group where everybody feels that they belong. This is the main reasons why he makes those stupid substitutions sometimes because he wants Vidal to feel like, hey, I was part of the game and I came in 15, 20 minutes before. Then he had somebody else. He wants everybody, he wants everybody to know that they are just as good as the, the starter of the game and he wants them to feel that they belong over there he wants them to feel that and that's why he's giving them the 15 or 20 minutes whatever is given to them because at the end of the day he wants everybody to say hey we want the, uh, the game <laughs> <laughs> not just the what do you got in this rough <laughs> so that was i think i think we conclude on the on the derby uh, no, i have one thing okay Giroud, for me oh boy knocks over Sanchez. Like I oh, want to see it again. You want to talk about the first goal. I'm sorry. He impedes him. Like you, Sanchez has the ball and Giroud literally wow. is very clumsy in his entrance. I think he just if strong. somebody would have called a foul there, nobody would have said it. You should be ashamed of yourself. No, 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 no. no. You should be ashamed Did of you yourself. Watch it? It's not even called a foul. Yeah. Not even a mezzo foul. First of all, it was a 50-50 collusion. It was a 50-50 collusion. Collision. And Collusion, collision, collision, collision. You should be ashamed of yourself if to call something well, like that. Yeah, we are I'm just bringing it up to the podcast. Bringing that up. I think wow. was, let's, let's let's all say okay. Clearly, you think it's a foul. You don't think it's a Absolutely foul. Absolutely, Michael. Not. I mean, it looked a little aggressive at first, but it was a shoulder to shoulder. They're both kind of going for the ball. I think it was just a little bit stronger. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be More crazy if you give it. But I, <clears throat> I never like when the rough blows every thirty seconds. So I appreciated that he kept. The, kept the it one going. thing. The one thing that you. Roma. Okay. Okay. But. The, the match as a whole, the I felt the referee was allowing a lot mm-hmm. to go. I mean, when when you watch the play in slow motion, it looks like a foul. But when you see the full dynamics of the game, the intensity and, and how the game is going, I didn't think it was a foul. Like, I really, I did not think it slow was. Slow motion makes everything worse, I have, by the way. I, I agree with you that we have seen it called I, in Serie A. For the way that I like football, I would give that, I say that that has to be played. And I think that the way the referee, uh, you know, officiated the match, it was a right call. Yeah, there were a few things with the VAR, and uh, that was one, and the other one was with the Roma game. Mm. And uh, I think that has to be the intensity, like we have said this before, you cannot really see, uh, if I push you shoulder to shoulder, I mean, the referee's there, he could see the intensity. He was in the perfect position. Right, Mm -hmm. on the the VAR, you can't, you can't see it. So I think it would help also if the referee would explain it. You know, there's uh, there's very very little communication. You know, what what would it, what would it take? I just yeah, we've gone over that. You know, explain it uh, so maybe because people don't understand. You see, everybody's questioning, right. and even in the in the paper they question it. So there's a lot of questions. About I agree 100. percent I'll tell you why, Marco. We have a Super Bowl uh, Sunday coming okay, okay. up. Okay, <laughs> no, 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 guys, we talked, about, we've, we've talked we about, about this. Talk about this tomorrow. Tomorrow. Antonio, Antonio, we you mentioned the same thing <laughs> 72 <laughs> times. We do not need to repeat ourselves. We, Explain we've, to me. We've we've heard no, that argument. No, but that's communication is very important. Yeah, no, no, we all agree. We all the, agree. The, I was the, joking before. Mike. The one player that I um that I was most impressed with watching live was Brozovic. I have never seen a guy so good before. He was he is by far 
the best defensive midfielder in Serie A. I was mesmerized just watching him. The He is so genius in the little things that he does. Number one, he's got the hardest job in the team. He is constantly the last man that if he loses the ball, it's a goal for Milan. And he has this calmness about his game that is unbelievable. He will drop a shoulder and he, he'll beat his man. He fakes out He fakes out whoever's in front of him. He gets the ball. His touch is perfect. He's calm. He's cool. He sends the right pass. Physically, he is everywhere on the pitch. I constantly, I, I literally could not watch anything else but Brozovic every single time. There was one opportunity. He won the ball inside Inter's box brilliantly. He got into the into uh, Milan's box on the other end, and they nearly scored. And he was fine, and he ran back. He is an engine, and I could not believe how good Brozovic was. It's almost unfortunate because nobody was even talking about how good he was because obviously when Inter lose, that's what happens. But I can't say enough of how much I enjoy just watching watching him play the little things. So I got two questions for you. What? Well, that's why that's why Pioli put Kessie on him man to man. But now look, Kessie look, didn't do a good job. No, he didn't do a good job. But look at the first uh, 20, 30, 40, 35 minutes of the game. He doesn't leave him alone. But my question for you is, why did he? Uh, why was uh, Brozovic uh, substituted? No, I have no idea. That I don't know. I think what I, Peter was saying was correct. Uh, thinking I, about the future games. No, that no, I don't no, know. no, no. Please, I never want to hear this. But people, hey, this, this is that's the, what they do though. No, this they is the that. derby. You win. You but first you have. First, you have to win this game. After this game, you think about the next game. But they the, don't do that. After the, ne the next game, then you you could start somebody else if the guy cannot play. Then you 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 make somebody else start. But you have to win this game. I agree you with think you on about that. The next game. No, I agree with you on that. But I just I, don't think I, that's I don't how know. it is. If coaches do that, I mean, me as a player, I want to win this game. I don't get. I don't care. I will fight until I can. I, I will run my ass until I cannot run anymore. When this game is over, we'll think about the next game. Marco, yeah, say something more. nice about Tonali, please. Tonali was really nice too. Okay. I actually I enjoyed watching him play. Um, he's hit the battle. The battle was nice to see how how he sees the game and how he. I just I I played as a defensive midfielder, so when I watch these kind of players, I know how difficult it is to play in that position. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes it takes a lot of energy. So really, the 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 level of this game, you don't realize from the TV how intense, how physical. How strong and how concentrated they have to be. It's beautiful. And I was right there. You know, I didn't watch the game good tactically because I was right behind Handanovic. Mm -hmm. But you see the intensity of the game. Of you course, see how yeah. quick things really are. Gorgeous. What was uh, the, the, the comments after the game when you were off the camera of Bobo, my grandma, the professional? <laughs> 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 no. Something that you could say. You know, if you cannot say, we understand. No, I think I think everyone was was very surprised. Um, obviously, everyone had Inter winning. That was the big sentiment the entire weekend was that Inter was the better team and Inter was going to win. Um, but everyone was impressed by by how Milan. Uh, by how Milan adjusted. yeah adjusted and can and I ask another this. question okay. no and if you can ask, if you can answer did anybody blame Inzaghi I don't think so he's dying he's so. dying he's hoping he's, <laughs> he's like please I'll blame be honest Inzaghi. I missed I missed a lot of what they said uh, you know because I didn't listen to but the whole let's show say, let's say going to the restaurant afterwards <laughs> no, I'll, be, I'll be completely honest with you we didn't yeah. even talk about you the game okay. what do you we, have against did he do something we didn't talk about the game I gotta tell you something about your crew and all your friends over there Mike Grella and Matteo and Papi Matteo Bonetti being an AC Milan fan now it's it's already on the open nobody can deny it they show his picture when he was a young kid with his shirt he bothers me 
when he's it, bro, what's his name uh, uh, Persic scores and he, he just it's like it's an AC like AC Milan score that bothers me he's gonna be objective what's the matter with him he's not like he has to be objective that bothers me yes celebrate but don't make it like it's the World Cup he was a oh my god he's impartial no Matteo he's impartial good job Matteo do me a favor especially when Inter scores against us don't celebrate like that again please um, all right, uh, let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Uh, you guys want to talk about Roma? Um, oh boy, Juventus. Which one you want to go to Roma? Let's talk about Roma. They tied zero zero with uh, with Genoa. We were just talking off camera. We were watching. We watched two three times uh, what happened at the end because the, in the end of the in the end of the day, the match will be remembered because mm-hmm. of the goal that Zaniolo scored in the ninety first minute that was taken away uh, because of a Tammy Abraham foul. Scored a beautiful goal from uh, Zaniolo, uh, and then Zaniolo was actually sent off. We we replayed it about seventeen times to try to hear what Zaniolo said. From what we read, from what we saw, the only thing that we could judge, all he, all we saw him say was, uh, "What were you blowing the whistle for?" We don't know if he mentioned anything else, but he was sent off uh, after the match. Mourinho was fuming. Uh, he even said that this is a uh, this is you know this is how you realize that Roma is small. It doesn't have the the same power. That uh, some of the other teams do, um, and he's saying every single time there's the calls are against Roma. He said there's there's been so many cases of that. Guys, the foul. I know we disagree. We're already arguing a little bit off camera on uh, on what we thought. You want to start? No, let him start. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I saw. Okay, I saw this is a typical foul that it was unintentional. It could have been, I mean, it's a total different from what the collision that uh, that Giroud had on the midfield with uh, that Peter was complaining about it. But it was a similar foul that it could have been just let go, okay? That foul, I mean, unless you've really put an enlargement lens on, the fluidity of the, the game, the guy, it was not intentional in stepping on the foot of the uh, of the guy. They went both on the ball. He went up at some of his cleats. They, they, they overlapped the shoes of the other guy. He didn't go intentionally to hurt the guy. The game was fluid. You let him play. You are, you are allowed the goal. And then all of a sudden, you go back to the bar and you call the, ga- the, the, the goal off. To me, I don't know. I don't want to criticize the referees because... I think they they are doing a very very good job despite all the pressure that they have on them, but but the var the var sometimes when they're not supposed to call them they call them and when they're supposed to call them they don't call them. That's it. That's the only thing that I, I have to say. Mike, wow. Foul I or mean, no foul? I was I was just surprised with that. I really wanted it to count just because it was such a beautiful goal and you know I had you know Zaniolo winner ripped off his shirt. But um, looking it over, I know it wasn't intentional, um, but in the rule book, that doesn't really matter whether it was intentional or not. It did look like he stomped on him. And yeah, he didn't, he didn't have time to react to really draw his, his foot back to, to prevent it from happening. But he didn't get the ball at all. He stomped on the thing. I know it wasn't intentional. I'm gonna sound like a bad guy, but I think it's. I think it might be a foul. It's no bad guy. It's your opinion. It's I, how you I, see the I, game. Wa- I wanted. I wanted it to count, but looking it over, VAR foul. sometimes you know for your team sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Depends how it goes. Sounds like Gattuso. It looked. It looked like a foul. He stomped on the poor guy's foot. I I didn't think it was a foul. I'll be honest. When I watched it, I saw Tammy Abraham. He has no idea that he's trying to step on the player. He's naturally. Yeah, he's naturally playing Nothing. the ball. Yeah. I mean. You, you you can't call everything. For me, these are natural motions of the game. He does nothing to try to 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 stomp on him. I don't even know if he realizes what happens. 
Is it is it maybe a foul when you slow it down again and you see that he steps? Okay, maybe. But for me, that goal's that goal should count for the natural progression of I the game. To count. I think that it should have been counted. Uh, the, to me, uh, the ball was gone. He already applied the ball, and the ball was gone. So it didn't have anything to do with the uh, preventing. The, uh, the defender from making a play. If you prevent somebody from making a play and you kick me, okay, that's, that is a foul. But to me, the ball was gone. You let it go. You know, if you want to... Good you, point. Good point. You know, Catano, you've been under three players before yeah. you get the shoot to take the shot. Ex- extremely good point. Yeah, good point. Okay, no. okay he stepped on him. But, but Mike... It was fluid. The play was fluid. It didn't uh, look. I'm not what he saying said. it wasn't fluid. Yeah, I don't, th- or not. I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think it impacts anything. Matters. That's a good point. I, I agree th- with that. Yeah, I, I think, think after anything. the game, after the goal is over. I mean, if you thought that you know there was a, like a yellow card, you can give him a yellow card. But the play, he played the ball. The ball was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and the defender, but, if he didn't get stepped on, there was no way he was going to win the ball right. because the but, ball was gone. But in that yeah, scenario, I, I like though, that. in corners, say you foul them before the ball's not. It doesn't matter where the ball is. If you there's a foul, there's a foul. It doesn't matter if the ball was over there or over there. You fouled him over there. It would be a penalty. It, using your logic, I'm saying based on that. Peter, what do you think? Like again, I want a Roma to win, guys. Mike, I you, want, I'm just saying. It's I want fine. You just you like, judge something. It just looked like a foul to me. It was we're a, judging things the way that they are. He the broke Roma the guy's foot. Yeah. <laughs> the Roma fans attacking yeah. Mike. No, He's getting I'm paid by saying, Roma. Something I'm that we don't saying. know. It was a beautiful goal. And that's <laughs> a shame. We don't know, Mike. Is that something? That it was we don't a beautiful know? goal. <laughs> oh. I wanted a cow. <laughs> Pete, it's one of those. I understand the fifty-fifty. I I think there is a foul there. I think. Based on VAR of today, we don't know what the hell they're going to do. Yeah. If they're going to call it, if they don't call it like Milan Inter. So we don't know what the situation is, right? <laughs> it's not a... It, hold on. I'm not saying anything. Okay. <laughs> yes, You're about to. So I like that like something like this where it's not a, a, a straightforward uh, a foul that they just keep with the call uh, that the referee takes, right? That's what we saw with Inter Milan. It's harsh, but it's a 50-50. It's one of those things that, you know, you you, you say, okay, uh, it could be a foul, it couldn't be a foul, but we called it, and, and we're going to call it as, as, we, as we saw it, the ref saw it. And that maybe could be a better uh, or something to, to look into for the VAR for next year. That's fair. Maybe. Um, by the rule, by the letter of the, of the law, it's a foul because the player has possession first and then he gets stepped on. Possession. Or he kicks okay. the ball and he gets stepped on. How about when a defender is about to clear the ball no, and somebody true. runs yeah. into him? That's been a pen- called many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that, that but here the ball was gone already. He already made yeah. the play. Yeah. Anyway, I want to say a couple of words about uh, Genoa for the uh, for the audience that um, they are Genoa fans. Since this new coach came in, blessing, blessing and they have two ties. I mean, and th- this is uh, something is changing there. I'm not sure, Mike, if they got any new play. I think they got a few a few new players that they came in. But I think the mentality of the team is is trying to change the mentality. And this guy is very, I understand, is very tough yeah. with the um, with the players. And now I think they have a new director. Pete the, knows a lot. Yes. The, the, so they, they have, have a new, new director. director. Is, is Dutch. Is you know, brought yeah. in with the 777 group that came in. Mm. Um, Blessing comes from the Red Bull system. Okay. So it's a high press, high uh, energy 
type of, of team. So we saw, you know, hints of that. Obviously, it takes time for a team to adapt. Um, but they got him. He was he was actually a coach in Belgium. Uh, I'm gonna botch the name. Osted, Ostend, something like that. We gotta check. It's Norwegian or something, N- right? No, no. Uh, oh, Dutch. Be- Belgium. Oh, Belgium. Yeah. Belgium. So he was there and he left that job to come take the Genoa job, which is, listen, is risky, I think, because this is a team that's destined for relegation. If he's able to uh, keep them up, it will be a, a blessing in disguise, I guess, if we want to. You think you're so funny, Pete. <laughs> you, I, how long I, were you saving I, that joke for? <laughs> Pete, you definitely wrote that down like a week ago, right after you saw that. Corny joke. And by the way, that's, I, for you to say that's corny. By the way, we didn't prepare this. Look, no, I, he prepared it. No. He's got it written down on his hand. Look at the inside of his hand. I just wanted to add it. And then I put it in. Mm. Antonio, you I, wouldn't even say that kind of joke. Never. Probably. That joke. I just wanted to add because you were saying. I got quality jokes. Yeah, okay. Because Gaetano was saying for the transfers, I'm um, checking here, they didn't make seven signings in January. Yeah. Yeah. So huge, uh, yeah. a huge medical. Quality, not quantity. One, one kid, uh, Yeboa. Almost more than yeah. Milan. Yeah, Yeboa right? is interesting. Italian comes from the Austrian league. He scored a lot of goals. Who is this? In Austria. Yeboah. Yeboah, Yeboah. yeah. He's, he's also Italian. Yeah. It could be from Italian. Sturm Graz. I think, yeah. I think he played for the youth team already. Yeah. And they almost have as many chances as, as Milan in this Mercato. I feel bad for Shevchenko because he, he was a great player. He was one uh, of the top, top players. But I think when he came to Genoa, there was a... It's not was his a, fault, though. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Not his fault. There was a, uh, They're a mess. Yeah, there was no director. I don't. I don't think that this guy's gonna so, work. I don't think blessing. It just doesn't. No. It just doesn't go. It doesn't go with the history of Serie A. If I go on history, a coach like this to bring into a relegation for me doesn't work. But he changed the mentality anything, so far. He changed the mentality. No, he's got no, ties. No. We act like he's won games. He's got two ties. Okay. What a mentality. Yeah, and shit. they should have lost. But if, the, if they yeah, count, if they count that goal, they have a loss. The first they game, have a tie. The fir- Amazing. The first game they, they should have won. They, had, they, they had should have should have won. You could do the so same much. thing with Ballardini but and Shevchenko. There were so many there were so many matches I watched for there where they should have won. They did 0-0 against Udinese. That was a terrible Udinese missing so many of their players. Shevchenko lost they seven games in a row. But look who he played against. Seven games. Look who he, he played, played against. He had the he hardest matches. But there's character too. He had the hardest you just, matches. You got to see the character on the field too. And to me, at least... Uh, yeah, yeah, they scored completely. zero goals. But <laughs> they got, they got zero exactly. against Udinese. Zero against but Roma. But I'm saying their And they the should have lost against Roma. It looks a little... If, if, that, little if that play doesn't... If that play... If that goal counts, then nobody will be... I think we're wasting too much time on this. Let's go on Juventus. For the first time, you want to move on. Pandev, he went yeah, to Parma. He's yeah. with Gigi Buffon. Yeah, Pandev, Pandev is struggling a little bit, but we'll see. Let's uh, go with yeah, Juventus let's, Verona. Let's do uh, Juventus Verona. Man, I was I was trying so hard to watch this game on the plane. Um, I got the Wi-Fi. I bought the, the Wi-Fi was terrible. Yeah, I couldn't load anything. You know, it worked. It would work for like a minute, and then it would lag me off. So what I did is I called Mike. I FaceTime Mike, wow. and because uh, FaceTime has lower latency. I said you know? wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> I FaceTime Mike, and Mike set it up on the TV. And again, it would work for a little, but then it was it was too, too lag, hard. Man. It was too hard to watch. Uh, so I watched it. I watched it right when I got back. The first thing I did, two uh, zero with both new signings, Vlahovic and Zakaria scoring. Uh, the first goal from Vlahovic was was a beautiful goal. Uh, Dybala plays one pass in. Again, the intelligence of Dybala to understand where, where a player is. And then Vlahovic, the touch was fantastic uh, to finish it off. Exactly what was missing in the number nine role of, uh, of Juventus. But what I would say is that, that I found very interesting was the shape and the formation that Allegri played. I was very impressed with Alvaro Morata, who was playing on the left wing. 
He was that's those are his characteristics. Morata is not a number. He's not a real number nine. He's not a target man. He's not a hold up type of striker and finisher. He does a lot of good work off the ball in supporting a striker, Alamanzukic, and I think he did a great job against Verona in that role. Dybala is another one. He was playing on the right side. So many people say that he can't play over there. He has a free role where he moves around and he he feels the game. That's where Dybala, in my opinion, always needs to play. Not going to compare him to Messi, but he needs to play in that sort of position where wherever the ball is, wherever he feels like a player should go, he moves and he has that freedom. And then, again, when you have a number nine like Vlaovic who does a really good job at expanding the field, he'll push the defense back, hold the ball up, and allow everyone to move forward. Uh, so they did a really good job. Besides that, I'll be honest, I I was not crazy about the game. I didn't think that there was, you know, there was still a lot of mistakes, still have a lot of room for improvement. Of course, it's the first game with new players, um, and you you win, so okay, you're you're happy and you feel good. But there's still so much room for that's needed in improvement with this Juventus and, to get where they yeah. want to get. And Verona had a nice little patch. Juve played good, yeah, considering a, the, with the new signings. But Verona in the second half, they had a very good patch of a uh, 10, 15 minutes that really were troubling mm. Juve. Uh, a lot Mara of the pressing. Had a, uh, yeah, right? yeah, they had I chance, remember. and also Simeone, their star man against Juventus in the first leg, wasn't available uh, for that game. Um, but overall, Tudor, who I've given a lot of credit for, we know he's um, he was the backup for Pirlo last season at Juventus. He's an interesting coach. I really like him. What he's building, he's trying to build his own kind of philosophy over there. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm liking how Juve started. It was it was written in the stars for Vlaovic yeah, to score, but then Zakaria to come out and do it. Juve's midfield looking a little bit better, and um, the formation they're playing is is pretty nice too. And I'm That's excited what I was to see. With. And I'm excited to see Morata play that like. Almost like that Manjukic role, how mm-hmm. Allegri kind of transformed him on that left wing instead. So it's I think, interesting. I think, I think a lot of this just has to do with momentum. It's the momentum yeah. shift, right? Because Juventus, they they played so terrible in so many games in the first part of the season. Uh, really not attacking, not going forward. Um, and now you just feel like, okay, you, you they breathe a little bit. They're like, all right, you know, we have confidence that we have somebody that's going to be able to score goals up top. It makes everybody's job easier. It makes the midfield. It makes the defense. It just it gives a calmness to the team. Um, and they have this momentum going forward where they still can – I mean, they got to get into Champions League. When, when you sign oh, – yeah. when you make splashes like this sure. in January, it's a sign that you need to push for the Champions League. And I don't think they have this excuse anymore no. of uh, of that. They have to get into Champions League or at the minimum. Or mm-hmm. At the minimum. Yeah. You know, I do think, I know this this word Scudetto is thrown around. If Juventus can get back into the race of a know. Scudetto, I think that this weekend, this weekend will be crucial. Now, we got we have to say this. Antonio, I don't care what your opinion, I don't care what allegiance you have. <laughs> Spit it out. I don't care what your allegiance <laughs> is. It is, we are the only league in the world, in, in Europe, that has a title race. I mean, there is one point that top separates the Scudetto. The top four, the, there's a three-horse race between Inter, Milan, and Napoli for the Scudetto still. They're so tight together, even if Inter have a game in hand. The rest of the leagues, there's a 99% chance that you know exactly who's going to win. And I don't think it's as certain anymore that Inter are going to win the league as it felt like a couple of weeks ago. For sure. It feels like Inter is not as perfect as maybe we could have imagined. And it's also credit to teams like Napoli and Milan who are pushing the boundaries. Now, this weekend is massive. If you you must watch Serie A this weekend. We have Napoli against Inter, which could mean so much. Napoli could hop into first place if they would beat Inter, and they're playing at the Maradona. You got Atalanta. 
Juventus Atal no Atalanta Juventus it, they're in Bergamo which Atalanta they just coming off of a loss to Cagliari Juventus is feeling this momentum their home record Atalanta's home record Horrible. is really poor if Juventus would win that match and if Napoli would win the Inter game I think that you could start talking about coming up to a four horse race for the Scudetto which would probably go down as being the most exciting league and I could really feel the momentum for Serie A in this country in the United States it would just be beautiful if we could have a, in my crazy dream it goes to the last day and then whatever we scrap it out at the end but if we could get to the end where there's three points between at least three teams it would be it would be a beautiful sign I could definitely see that happen I just want to add really quickly um uh Giorgio Chiellini did get injured, unfortunately, and he's going to be out for the next few weeks. Uh, it's, it kind of sucks because he played him uh, like 75 minutes against Verona, which isn't, you know, the most crucial match. He shouldn't have played. So I, it was Chiell extremely risky to Chiellini, play. Chiellini, know. for me, is a player that you just play him in certain games. You play him against Inter, you play him against Champions Milan, League. Champions League, yeah, yeah. Finals, and that's yeah, it. It's not you worth pick and choose. Rugani yeah. has not been that bad. No, he's been playing Rugani very good. Rugani should play he in these sort of the matches. Bonucci's coming back. Anyway, yeah, so that's not the any, point anything about the, the Juventus game? Yeah, let Gaetano, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so this, um, he, he tried this 4-3-3 or 4-3-2-1 where Morata now doesn't play with the back to the goal, but he when he gets the ball, he's looking at the goal and he's looking he at people running. in front of him, and I think he plays better like that. It's better if he's behind the first forward. So now... Uh, he has uh, a chance, Allegri, to have, uh, hopefully, to make an identity of this team. Hey, let's. Uh, this is the way we're going to play from now on. Of course, you never know because some people can get hurt. But he has also nice alternative in for the future with Chiesa and Quadrato. Remember that Chiesa and Quadrato for the future they could they could be uh, lethal weapons. Sure. So now you have Morata. And uh, and and uh, Dybala with Vlaovic up front, or you could have Chiesa and Quadrato with Vlaovic. So Bernadeschi, don't forget. But, no, Bernadeschi, we, we forgot <laughs> Bernadeschi. <laughs> um, so no, it looks good. And and then uh, this uh, this new player in midfield, man, the guy is like a truck. He he will win the ball, he will fight with the ball, he will, and then it will give you a nice pass, and then he will score a goal. So Not bad. The, the, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Juventus yeah, is midfield. Yeah. I don't remember the last time. I mean, Rabiot or Pentecou. I can't remember when they ever scored a goal. Yeah, I think Rabiot played a great so, game. Listen, go ahead. So, so that, that I mean, they couldn't have started better for uh, the, Juventus and for Allegri. You know they uh, they got uh, what they wanted for. So Isn't it, looks, it crazy it how looks things good. change so quickly? It looks good for the future. <laughs> a month ago, a month. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying the feeling around the team. So with you, I think I think Juve, like you said, recognize that they need to do something and they need to do something quick because missing out on Champions League, more importantly, it's not is acceptable. a big, big. Forget about unacceptable. It's forty million dollars at least. Yeah, that more. You minimum. Lose, that minimum. You lose. So you cannot risk that. Um, obviously, they were working. They did a great job in the market, getting rid of two players that you know weren't uh, doing enough, I guess, for for this Juventus side. And you're able to get for the same amount of money a Vlahovic, who it took him 13 minutes to score a goal for Juventus. Beautiful goal. Beautiful goal. Yeah, nice. And and this is exactly what I mentioned, where you need this type of player that in two chances that he had, he scored one, and and the first chance he he created himself. So. You know, he's one of those goal scorers that he sees the goal, he smells the goal, and, and yeah. he's able to to finish. Bombe, um, 
and I think you mentioned something about momentum. I think definitely the, the team feels um, this shift, right? Where you see getting a player like Vlahovic gives you so much confidence and you're like, wow, this guy we know mm-hmm. can score. The same way when you have uh, Buffon in that, you feel a, a certain level of confidence that you can make a mistake, but this guy can... He got can, your back. ...can save it, yeah. right? And let's not even... Let's forget. Let's not forget. I'm sorry. Uh, Morata. Morata is a player that was on his way out. Uh, I think a lot of Juventus fans are upset with him or, or maybe criticize him a lot, and rightfully so. Listen, you're on Juve. You got, you're the number nine. Gotta or produce. You got to be able to score yeah. goals. Um, so I think this little bit of motivation, being able to have... A lesser role, less pressure, because Vlahovic mm-hmm. is now the guy to score goals. He has a little bit more freedom. And I think he has something to prove to a lot of Juventus fans. And then, like you said, Zakaria for me, is a Patrick Vieira-esque player where he's physical, strong, but he also has that delicate touch, mm-hmm. and he's also able to to make something happen moving forward. And listen, you, you paid a little bit for, for a player that I think for you know four or five years is going to be very important in this Juventus midfield and, and pair him up with an Arthur, pair him up with, like you said, a Chiesa coming back, Cuadrado, who I love. Like, There's a lot of uh, interesting uh, factors in this Juventus team and I think they're... Do they compete for the Scudetto? Listen, if, if certain things happen, they're right there. And I think Juventus calculated this. Uh, I don't sense. know. Okay, we're going to push for Vlahovic now because... There is an opportunity here. Okay, I like that he said it's too late. By but the way, wait, Marco, Scudetto. you guys said I think are, you are well, on the Exactly, said, said the opposite. You guys Allegri also said Pete. that we're not going to move Pete. in January. Pete, you guys are overhyping well, everything. Uh, not really. He said it. No, you know what he said though. You know, if you if you actually read his thing, he said the only re- the only way you replace Morata is if you get somebody if if you get somebody that's better than him. Uh-huh. And he said he said you I don't think we could get somebody that's better than him. Listen, it's, you're right. It's just a little Marco, little listen, trick with words. Listen to this. The move of Morata is the thing that I appreciated the most on the Juventus game. But uh, if you analyze the goal, those are two defensive mistakes. The goalkeeper overcommitting yeah, and then uh, but Vlahovic you know, goalkeeper overcommitting yeah. you saw Vlahovic that was, place them right. but the second goal equal the perfect place there was a hole in hey, the listen, defense listen you get him paying no. 75 million dollars you, you make sure matter. you don't over uh, you, he's not, he's not getting the money like that okay <laughs> Verona 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 if you actually analyze the game they played a hell of a game they played a spectacular game they were not defending Verona was right there with Juventus counter-attacking during the entire game. So not defending just means a, a fantastic performance? No, but they didn't They didn't go over there trying to limit the damage. They go over there to play their game. Okay? So those they two defensive mistakes, Juventus capitalized, of course, because they have the player to capitalize. And uh, <laughs> listen, Tudor, to me, did a spectacular job. <laughs> He did a spectacular, spectacular? job. Yeah. They went over there. They didn't, get, they didn't get trashed. And they, uh, <laughs> they took the game to Juventus. Unfortunately, they didn't win. Listen, so, we know that Allegri, this is his style. You're going to play this way and that's it. Be, but now you have an interpreter like a Vlahovic that you get that one chance, game yeah, over. Yeah, but now I wanted to see when you're going to be facing Napoli, when you're going to be facing Roma. When uh, Juventus, have not, been, Juventus they, have not been a top four team. Okay. Well, okay. We'll now, against show Atalanta, me, show this me is what your opportunity. You this to the to date this season they have not been a top four team. I agree with you, I Antonio. Have a lot of injuries. Show me what I you have. You, I like to see what Vlaovic is going to be able to do it when he's get a tough uh, a tough game. defender. It's one game. Ball. A good game from so, them. I wanted to see what he's going to capable to do. He's done it for the past two years. So let, let, me let me see. Let me see. Fourteen in his last fourteen. What do you mean? 
I mean what I mean. I, mean, I wanted to see what he's going to capable to do against a big team. With Fiorentina, he played against. Uh, yeah, but on Fiorentina, tough, I was tough, the only one. Tough defenders. For Fiorentina a nice ball against was the light. On Fiorentina was the light in the middle of the of and nowhere. Now it's going to be in the middle of Juventus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, now is the right time to bring this guy here back oh, to the truth. Okay. We wanted to know. I know this. We <laughs> wanted to know. I know. In front of everybody. Yeah. Who's your team? Is that Roma? Is that Juventus? Is that Inter? Is that Napoli? Who is it? AC Milan. Oh, I don't believe you. I don't believe. You. I think I think he's got some some props. You, do you, don't you have some props? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So now now to confuse you even more, show the show the first one. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh. So you wanted to know? There you go. Oh, oh, there you go. oh God, that is disgusting. Oh, Lautaro. A sign jersey from Lauti. I know that Inter so. this week is not that popular, but I got a signed jersey. I got a signed original jersey, and it's signed by Lautaro. Original. I like that. Snake original. Skin. Yeah, but listen. We, we, have to, we have to give a shout-out to Serie A. Yes. Yeah. We give a shout-out to Serie A. Yeah, who, please. Who gave you this yeah, jersey. Go ahead. Uh, Michele, thank you very much. I mean, actually, it's, it's, not, it's not for us. He it's specifically for, said it's that for it's for Gaetano. Thank so thank you, Serie A. Thank you, Michele. Thank you, Luigi. So hey, by the way, Michele, we don't still know whether it's an Inter fan or Juventus <laughs> fan. All right, so <laughs> now let's make it more complicated. Don't, don't worry what's, about what's it. your second. Don't worry about it. Michele. Keep bringing me shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care which team. I love it. I collect and them. another so now, team. Uh, now, now to make it even Michele, more complicated. Michele, an Ibrahimovic shirt sign. I will be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Michele, you watching this? <laughs> okay, and now. Just to make a little bit more confusing, I got a beautiful gift from Fiorentina. Mm -hmm. Can they see it? Here, put it like this. Okay. I got it. It was about ups upside down. You had. There it. you okay. go, Mike. Okay. All right, let him on. Uh, it's this way, Mike. Here you go, right, guys. Look go. at this. This is a. All, right. All right, let go. him unbox it. Yeah. Unbox it, Paisa. And if we open it up, this is a beautiful gift for my granddaughter, who was born. Um, New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve, and every uh, newborn in Firenze gets one of these. Beautiful. Oh, also on request, they can also get it. That's pretty crazy. So, yeah. So this is very nice. So I thank uh, Joe and Camille for bringing it to me. Amazing. Thank you very much. Beautiful gift. So. Does that mean your granddaughter has to be a Fiorentina fan? Or? I think you can use the sippy cup yourself. I think Joe gave it to you just because you deserve it. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But you know, I do. I've gotten it like a million times. What fan you are? Um, I, I always say that. I know you grew up a Roma fan, but you're more sportivo. You, I think you just like a good game. You like playing the game the right way. So what no, fan? I are mean, you? I. I I think if once you're a professional, again, when you once a again, but a lot of friends they ask me. I yeah. said, Antonio, is Juventus? Yeah, is I, grew, I, grew Juventus up, fan? I grew up going and watching. Um, well, I lived three months in um, in Holland, in Amsterdam. So every every Sunday morning, I used to go to Rome. Or not every Sunday morning, but when Roma used to go because I used to love Falcao. I used to go and watch Roma play. But I loved Maradona and Napoli when 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 Napoli was uh, was winning. Uh, I was very happy that they won the scudetto, so I followed them. Mm. I followed Juventus with uh, Platini because he was a great great player. I follow 
Inter when they won the tripleta wow. and when they beat Barcelona. I was very proud of that. I follow your AC Milan with Gullit, Rijkaard, Van Basten, Donadoni, uh, all those great players, Baresi, Maldini. Uh, I follow them because growing up in this country and now this year is going to be 50 years that I live in Brooklyn. Wow. When we went to high school and we had people from Yugoslavia and we had people from France and we had people from the Caribbean and people from Brazil and Argentina and all those countries that they were all going against Italy, if we had one team representing Italy in the European Cup or in the Intercontinental Cup, which we won many times, okay, with Inter, with Juventus and with AC Milan, of course you're going to you're gonna be a fan of those, that yeah. team because in the community where we were living, we were so proud. Hey, the Italians won. But in your heart, in so your heart, what team? <laughs> in your heart, no. what is your team? <laughs> Did you have a heart? What is your team bleeding <laughs> for? I, I mean, I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree Gaetano is original flipper. So that, that can be <laughs> okay. new nickname, okay. right? You want, you want to know my yes. team? Okay. My team is Palermo. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. okay, there we go. Oh, it's a into the Wait, core, right? Antonio, Antonio was uh, messaging in the group chat, uh, I think, a million times about uh, yeah. about calling with a you lot out. of emojis, um, yeah. a lot of emojis. of emojis. He's not scared to use emojis. Speaking about Fiorentina, they lost three zero to Lazio uh, this weekend. Um, Lazio, that the, both of these teams, I was I was thinking, you know, need a result. Lazio is very strange situation that's going on with uh, Maurizio Sarri, who there was even reports that he could. Uh, maybe resign or not extend anymore and not stay at Lazio past the season because he's not happy with what they did in the January transfer market and he's not happy overall uh, with the things that are happening at Lazio. But winning cures all. Winning solves uh, everything. Did anybody watch the match? Yes. The second half, I think that Fiorentina made three, three very, uh, I mean, unforgivable defensive mistakes. Especially from with the goal kick, the ball gets kicked over. The defender is right there, and then uh, Immobile just walks technically to the goal and he scores the goal. That's to me, it's you cannot really forgive a defender for making a mistake like that. I mean, the first goal was a very good goal. No, no, nobody's taking anything away, but uh, three mistakes from uh, from uh, Fiorentina. I think it's the, the game is over. I think. Uh, I mean, Lazio, Lazio, they played they played a decent game, but. Uh, I mean, Savage is a savage. You have to just stay on top of that guy because uh, mm. hey, hey, what are you going to do? You just leave Savage half of a, or, or one inch. He's going to punish you. So uh, I don't know. To me, to me, I think Fiorentina is still struggling with, uh, with the idea that they, they no longer have Vlaovic uh, with them and they're trying to find a new identity. This new sign, Come I don't know on. him that well. It, I, I think it's gonna, it's gonna, we're going to see what's, what's really uh, with this uh, new kid. I think he might, he might play a, a high dividend for Fiorentina. I hope so. But uh, right now, I mean, he was subbed uh, 20 minutes before the end of the game. The second half, I didn't watch. I watched half of the first half. He really did not impress me. He went two, three times trying to hit the ball with his head in a, some very decent cross, but he didn't uh, connect. So uh, I don't know. I cannot really judge uh, Fiorentina on a game like this without Vlaovic. I like to wait and see a couple more games. And uh, and I think I, I have a lot of faith in Italiano. Italiano is going to be uh, capable. He's going to be. He thinks he's going to put the, the new squad together uh, in a very short uh, amount of time. 
I was just a little bit disappointed uh, for Fiorentina's defense overall. I just feel like they were very discombobulated and made a lot of rookie and amateur mistakes. But that's not something in the long run that's going to happen. I feel like that was more of like a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to give them time. Like Antonio said, they lost their, their star player. Uh, but uh, we'll give Cabral some time. I always want to give, especially strikers, because um, scoring in Serie A is obviously the hardest than any other league. So I want to give him some time. He looked a little promising, had a few chances. But uh, I'm going to let them soak, see what Italiano could do. And, um, you know, they got a lot of potential. We'll see. It's uh, I had uh, I met somebody in Milano that was really good. I got to ask him uh, if I could say share the rest of his stories. I'm not going to say who it was, oh, but he... Uh, he, uh, he was part of, uh, you know, iconic Italian winning teams, teams that brought us a lot of joy. And I asked him uh, his favorite coach. I said, who's the best coach? He said, Guardiola. And then I said, no, no, no. I said, give me somebody in Italy. He said, I'm obsessed with Italiano. Obsessed. And this is a guy that knows the game, that has been around some of the best. He's He's been in teams with some of the greatest players of all time. Um, and that's that's what he told me. And I do agree with him. I think Italiano could do really well. Uh, he does have a, a bit of a struggle now. Let's see without Vlahovic how, how he does. Obviously, since Spezia, though, um, we know that he's quality. And hopefully this guy Cabral can come up big and can come up scoring goals. I know he did it in Basel, but Serie has a different league. Um, different the numbers are very impressive. Let's see if he can transition that into the league. Uh, last thing, Napoli won uh, 2-0 against uh, Venezia. Again, now they're getting Koulibaly, who just won the African Cup of Nations. Um, hopefully they get you know some of their star players uh, back into into a better form and they'll be able to uh, they'll be able to push forward because they went through a, a hard period Napoli went through with this you know they started the season really good then they they simmered off they had lots of injuries they had players that left um, I think now even Lobotka looked really good in the in the game he's, he's shown his his quality um, the guy's got a weird athletic ability. Like I don't know when when I watch him for for a stocky he looks, guy. Yeah, he's, he's stocky. Kind of, he's very nimble. He can move he's around. He's got a touch though. He's he's, he's definitely improved touch. from when he first came. And uh, it's like we'll you without see. a touch. Mike. <laughs> yeah. You calling me stocky? No, I mean yeah. No, but no, no, has, has, yeah. Has, has weight problems. Uh, he has weight problems. Yeah, yeah. He has a hard oh, time really? keeping his weight. I mean, he's a very good uh, technical player, but this is something that's uh, oh really problem with Napoli for a while now. So I, I had my doubt about Napoli uh, because of the African Cup that we're going to have some of the best players missing, Osimhen and uh, Koulibaly and Nguisa. And I said, okay, mm, I don't know if they're going to be able to make it, but the African Cup is over. I think everybody's back. Is going to be back for the next game, and they're still way up there. Mm -hmm. So if something happens on Sunday, which I can't wait, and don't miss the game on Paramount+. Plus... plus. <laughs> Or CBS Sports, Inter Napoli against Inter. That's, that's gonna be oh, that's gonna be, that's gonna be big, uh, and that game that game that it's game can really change good. a lot for the future of the Scudetto. And I just um, want to add Ludovico over here, please do me a favor. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, I don't think No, I already told. I told him a week in advance. He said he's, he's gonna try his best okay. to come. Wow. So yeah, I, I already told. I already told him uh, from advance. Like I'll, I'll try to make. All right, can I come? Oh, Gaetano, I'm only kidding. I was not invited. No, no I'm only kidding. You know, Mike texted me and said, I just don't want your dad here. He's lying. I didn't think Gaetano wanted to come. So if you need me, give me a call and I can come. So I was like, okay, no problem. So I made sure more people could come. 
What do you mean? I I told him I'll let you know if I need you. Wow. So, you let him know. And he took okay, it to me. He said, actually, said I didn't want him to come. Uh, Gaetano, you always invited Antonio. Sometimes he's invited. So right. th- that's an official invitation. I'm saying it right now. I'm gonna make the prediction. Napoli is not losing this game. Oh, Napoli will not lose. I'm getting too excited. You have to give a real prediction. I would like to see the lineup. Okay. Napoli's gonna win. Nobody's gonna be that. I'll it's take too early. That. I no, 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 think he wants a prediction. Okay, I might, I might change it until the day of. Yeah, I'm gonna no, say the. Don't say the score yet. It's fine. No, no, I, 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 I can say. I love to say the score. You just have to say. If, if it's true, I'm buying you the best panino in all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll make the panino for you. Don't eat that. Anything that your hands touch, I'm not eating. Okay, so where does he always a dinner? What dinner? What are you talking? So listen, I wanted to say an incredible stat from Napoli. If you guys are unaware, living under a rock, Napoli have the best defense in Italy right now. With, like Caetano was saying, Koulibaly out in the African Cup of Nations. We have Rahmani and Juan Jesus actually doing incredible stuff. They have 13 clean sheets so far. The most... The most in the top five leagues. And I just want to let you without their without their best without their best future captain Kalidou Koulibaly, and now he's back to do some damage. So I'm, and he's, he's back as a champion. Stuff. Back right. as a champion does is different. Start, does he start? You feel when That's you win, you don't want to you don't want to lose anymore. No, it's you want to continue winning. has been doing incredible stuff for people that didn't like Spalletti, like you. Just you gotta give him a lot of credit. So. Marco said that uh, Napoli will not lose this game on Sunday. That I'm sure. I'm sure that You're Napoli sure. will not lose. And I, and, and, so I'm going to go on record saying that I'm sure that Inter will not lose this game on Sunday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. I think okay. I'm going to go farther than that. And then... <laughs> okay. I think Inter, unfortunately, is going to take the game. <laughs> They're going to win. I they're going to win. I mean, they're the Pete? reigning champs. Um, no comment. Uh, no, you gotta come out. Yeah, he just pushed me. You just yelled okay, at me. We, 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 didn't it's we didn't say the score. We didn't say the score. Inter's not going to lose the game. I, I say, I think it's going to be a draw. So basically, <laughs> all we said was it's going to so draw. Early. If you find what <laughs> we all said, <laughs> there's six days. There's six days. Inter's going to win the game. I'll take a draw. There's six days. A draw. A draw. Would you take a draw? Yeah, he'd definitely take you, a draw. Would you sign for a draw? <laughs> he'd definitely take a draw. Sign for a draw. Yeah, why not? Because you're scared, we eh? We have... <laughs> oh, Napoli's... You still a good would be... Team. If you win, you'll be four points ahead. Of course, but we also have a game at hand versus Bologna, so... That's I true. think we can accept a draw in this case. Listen, we don't want to lose. We can lose two games in a row. You missed a big game yesterday. Me, I was me and Mike yesterday. I came over here on, with the hope to watch the Juventus game with uh, with Verona, with the hope that Verona will come out with something positive from Torino. It didn't happen, but at the same time, <laughs> on the top screen, I was watching the final of the Africa Cup. We have a lot of friends that they're Egyptian and other friends that are not Egyptian that they were playing at the same time over there. And I was telling you, it was heartbreaking to watch the game, especially after yeah. the game. The penalties watching, were tough. Watching Mane trying to, uh, try to console uh, uh, Salah. I'm telling you, yeah, it, was tough. it was one of the toughest games to watch. Really? And Omar, if, you, if you're watching this podcast, we love you. We have the Egyptian shirts. We have everything yeah. that we... We're going to be winning. I mean, Egypt you. did incredible too. But he, he thought Egypt was going to get knocked out a long time. I remember when I spoke to him, he's yeah. like, no, nah, we don't even have a team this year. Egypt weren't supposed to be in the yeah. final. They, they did amazing. Goal, goal all the way to the final. 
you need a goalkeeper from Egypt. What a goalkeeper <laughs> yeah. they have. And he's a second keeper too. Oh my God. Oh my God. Listen, oh, no, no. watch the Egyptian goalkeeper. He's spectacular. It's spect- he saved the unsavable. Unfortunately, on the penalty stuff. kick, uh, he couldn't uh, come yeah, up. He went the uh, right way too for Mana. Any game, there's going to be a winner and a loser. Yeah. So it's just and, part uh, it's, of... It's going to be like uh, when it, Antonio and I, we beat you guys in football right after this. We'll yeah, see. Okay. Well, he, was the time. he was feeling hot on Saturday. Yeah? Everything he touched turned into gold. I'm, I'm always hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I'm always hot. <laughs> so I have the last two things real quick. The one thing was uh, if Bobo could have changed something in soccer, what would it be? And he said, uh-huh. no record. And my, uh, 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 my suggestion had been if you get a record, but you can substitute and bring somebody in. So Bobo, good job. I agree with that. And the I, la- s- I second that. And the, and the last thing, uh, if please, for the next time, you know, I'll invite you, okay? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, for the next time, if you could dress a little bit differently because you look like twins. I, I don't know who's yeah. who. Okay, I'm having a little problem. I told to Antonio identify. I'm wearing this shirt, so don't wear it and look what but he shows up with. You know, like Unbelievable. the twins with Danny DeVito and all That's exactly what I, I was thinking. He, he's Danny DeVito. He's Danny DeVito. I don't know if he's Danny DeVito. So there's a movie, Twins. Where uh, Schwarzenegger, who's seven feet five, is a twin, oh and is, is Danny DeVito, <laughs> who's like yeah, a go to four foot five. Side Listen, <laughs> oh, but that is hilarious. That's too good. Are you trying to say that I'm, I'm much taller yeah, than Mike? The twins. That is hilarious. <laughs> who's That's the taller great. one and who's the shorter <laughs> That's one? That's great. Uh, this is reasons why Mike keeps his ear like that. <laughs> I'm going to grow and try like, to pull like that six-foot yeah, off so I can be Like taller. a woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say woodpecker in Italian? Uh, um, that's a Picchio. good one. No? Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Picchio, Picchio. Forza Ascoli, guys, by hey, the way. Credit to you. Which I, mean, I love uh, to you. I mean, Picchio, we, we should all know that. <laughs> No, Picchio. That's the name of the bird, actually. Picchio. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for everybody that's watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, uh, tune into Paramount on the weekend for all of the matches. And as always, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, Ciao, last thing, Jovinko is going to sign with Sampdoria. Grande, Sebastian. Huge, huge news. We're going to be big watching we'll you all soon. the time. It's going to get his ass kicked by AC Milan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. That. We'll see you Ciao, soon. Ciao, guys. Bye, guys.